Well, I'm so pumped to be uh, able to teach tonight on this uh, Thanksgiving Tuesday. Um, this is our first one since we've uh, switched to our Thursday night gatherings. And so I'm glad that you could join, join with us via live stream or here in the room, most of you on live stream. Uh, as always, we miss you. We love you. We hope you are well wherever you find yourself. Um, wish we could be together. There's something about this Thanksgiving season and kind of the connecting weeks through Advent and Christmas that feel so special. I think you all know what I'm talking about. You see the uh, wreaths, you see the trees, the lights, uh, looking forward to times with family, giving gifts. It's a really nice time of year. And I want us for a second to think about our Thanksgiving last year, 2019. What were you doing? Who were you sitting with? What did you feel like? What was on your mind? Probably not COVID. Can you think of who you were with? This year has been very, very different than last year. It's been trying. It's been tiring. And from a pandemic that we are still in to our own country that still feels kind of divided, 2020 has been very, very traumatic for many, many people. And especially this week as we really kick off the holidays, some friends come to mind who have lost family, who have lost jobs, who have lost kind of security, maybe have lost their health. And I believe that the place in which we find ourselves tonight as we celebrate Thanksgiving is more necessary than it has ever, ever been. And I've been, as I've been preparing, I've been thinking a lot about thankfulness, obviously, and this idea of gratitude as a whole. And I came across something really, really interesting. In 2017, University of California, Berkeley did a study on this topic of thanksgiving and of gratitude. And in a world full of, of mental and emotional health problems, a group of scientists set out to answer this question. Is gratitude beneficial for people who struggle with mental health concerns? So they created three groups of people who were seeing counseling and mental health professionals. And the first group was instructed to write one letter of gratitude per week to another person for three weeks. The second group was asked for three weeks to write about their deepest thoughts and feelings about their own negative experiences. The third group did not do any writing activity. They were the control. So what did these scientists find? Well, compared to those who wrote about their negative experiences and those who did no writing at all, those who practiced writing letters of gratitude reported significantly better mental health four weeks and 12 weeks after the writing exercise ended. They do note, however, that the practice of gratitude and of writing these letters, it was not immediately emergent. 
The benefits actually gradually accrued over time, week over week, exponentially. So the study suggests that practices of gratitude have a profound effect on our physiology, unshackling us from toxic emotions and has long-lasting effects on our brain. So for this to take place, they're telling us that gratitude and a spirit of thankfulness and thanksgiving is not a one-time thing, but it must be a daily occurrence or a practice. It must be continual and habitual for it to have the lasting results. So tonight, in a spirit of thanksgiving, I'd like us to look at three practices of gratitude for this season in our lives. Especially in this Thanksgiving season that is so, so different than any we have experienced. So let's jump in. First, gratitude to God. I love Psalm chapter 34, written by King David. Let me read to you verses 1 through 10. I will praise the Lord at all times. I will constantly speak his praises. I will boast only in the Lord. Let all who are helpless take heart. Come, let us tell of the Lord's greatness. Let us exalt his name together. I prayed to the Lord and he answered me. He freed me from all my fears. Those who look to him for help will be radiant with joy. No shadow of shame will darken their faces. In my desperation, I prayed and the Lord listened. He saved me from all of my troubles. For the angel of the Lord is a guard. He surrounds and defends all who fear him. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in him. Fear the Lord, you godly people. For those who fear him will have all that they need. Even strong young lions sometimes go hungry, but those who trust in the Lord will lack no good thing. See, David's life is so unique in the scriptures, and it's really, really remarkable. Many of you know the story of David and Goliath. He was a shepherd. He was merely delivering food to his brothers. Yet he takes out a giant named Goliath. David was a musician to the king who later became king. But he was a king who made many mistakes. Often very, very public mistakes. And yet he's still the king that's closest to God's heart. And so as I read that Psalm of David, that spirit of thanksgiving and gratitude jumps off the page. See, in our world, when, when leaders experience success, often they tout their own skill, their own can-do attitude, the processes in place that they set that help them and their organization to succeed. David's life is so full of successes Yet his psalms often reflect an intentional and devout thankfulness to God. He writes, I will only boast, I will boast only in the Lord. I prayed to the Lord and he answered me. 
He freed me from all my fears. In my desperation, the Lord listened. He saved me from all of my troubles. Taste and see that the Lord is good. So no matter what situation David faces, we read of his outpouring of thankfulness to God. No matter if the times were good or if the times were bad, David could always turn to the truth of God's goodness. This allowed David to praise God not only in the good, but also to hold tightly to God in the bad. My wife Lauren and I are in a season of of teaching our daughter, Rosie, to say thank you. And if I'm honest, it's not very easy. See, teaching a child to express gratitude, it takes diligence, it takes repetition, and hourly, more often minutely reminders to her to express her thanks. And in this way, I think we are a lot like children of God, slowly learning to give thanks to our Father for the gift of his goodness to us. And slowly, over time, through repetition, we learn to come to God with thanksgiving and with a genuine heart. See, the more that we can meditate on his goodness, the more it naturally flows out of our own hearts, just as it does with Rosie. And this is one of the reasons that the book of Psalms is so encouraging, because it inspires us to take part in this thanksgiving, this practice of gratitude to God. It seems impossible to read a chapter of the Psalms and not come across a line or a word or a theme that God is good, God is for us, And God is worthy of our praise. God is the giver of all good things. And as we partake in this week of thanksgiving, may we intentionally give God gratitude again for all of the things that he has done and all of the things that he has yet to do. Second, gratitude to others. Contrary to what 2020 has been, Thanksgiving is a holiday for family. It's a holiday for friends. We gather together, we laugh, and we remember. I was thinking about it, and in many ways, the food at Thanksgiving is really just an excuse for us to get together, to enjoy one another's company in the same place. It's in those moments, that's what makes Thanksgiving great. And that's what makes the holidays so life-giving and so enjoyable. Think of it this way. Which of your Thanksgiving memories are the best ones where you were alone? I hope not many. In fact, in the book of Genesis, chapter 1, when God creates Eve... It says the only reason given in the text for the creation of this woman was to help man not to be alone. 
See, other people are a gift from God to us. And we, in turn, are a gift from God to others. So when we have an opportunity to give the gift of ourselves to others, or when we experience this great gift of another to ourselves, thankfulness and gratitude are a fitting response. This 2020 holiday season is really revealing to us the whole that is in our own hearts when we can't gather together. I love Paul's words to his friends in Ephesus, book of Ephesians chapter 1. For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all of God's people, I have not stopped giving thanks for you. Remembering you in my prayers. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order for you to know that the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people, and his incomparable great power for us believe. Paul's words to the Ephesians is just one example of many of his writing to his friends. He always starts by reminding them how thankful he is for them. And then he follows these just as he did in Ephesians with words of encouragement meant to build and lift them up. He uses these words of gratitude to share God's love with his friends. And I love that. Think of all the times that you have been down and you have been low and a friend has come and picked you up. Think of the times when they saw the good in you when you could not see it yourself. Think of the times that you have been loved when you have felt unworthy and incapable of receiving love. I hope that they have intentionally modeled the love of God for you and that God has shown his love to you through them. And so that deserves some thanks. So this year, Even though we aren't together, I would encourage you to give your friends and your family your thanks. Give your gratitude freely. And spread it to everyone in your life. May we be people who thank one another for the gift that is ourselves to you and to me. Third, Gratitude to the self. Or more accurately, God's self that is in us. See, when we speak of our self, the deepest parts of us, especially our spiritual self, we each carry within us what is called the imago Dei. Translated, you might have heard this, it's the image of God. And as the Bible teaches, we are created in God's image. In Ephesians 2.10, it tells us that we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works. 
So keeping that in mind, gratitude to the self is not, I am so great, I am so better than all of you, and I am mostly perfect. Thank you, me. I love you. See, that's self-importance. That's not gratitude. So instead, the act of practicing thankfulness and gratitude to the self is an acknowledgement and a recognition that we are grateful and in awe of the image of God that is deeply inside of us. God works through us to accomplish his purposes. And it is his strength in us that is great. The image of God in us and his gift of of salvation to us is what is great. This also reminds us that we are not machines, but we are deeply human. We are not God. We have limits. We must constrain ourselves if we desire to be fully functional and fully healthy. So we rest. We Sabbath. And we receive God's gift of this life and we steward his image in us. And when we do this and when we experience the goodness of God's participation in this life, it moves us towards something that I think is more important here in 2020 and in this holiday season than we could even expect. See, as we enter into this Advent season, as Randall talked about next week, this idea reminds us that that Jesus in the Advent season was born. Fully man to Mary and Joseph, yet fully God. Jesus was a man full of the power of God. He was a man, and he was God. That is not us. (laughs) We are not God. We are only man. We are only woman. Yet Jesus, being both man and God, moved away from the crowds regularly to reflect and to pray. Acts of self-care that we would be wise to follow. A few examples in Mark 1.35, very early in the morning while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Luke 6.12 and 13, Jesus went out to a mountainside to pray and spent the night praying to God. When morning came, he called his disciples to him. Matthew 14.23, after Jesus has dismissed the crowds, he went up on a mountainside to pray. When evening came, he was still there alone. Or maybe my favorite in Mark chapter 6, verse 31, because so many people were coming and going that they did not even have a chance to eat, Jesus said to his disciples, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. So they went away by themselves in a boat to a solitary place. It's funny, because after the holidays... I often feel like I need my own extra holiday to recuperate from the holiday that I just had. 
And sometimes on a Thanksgiving holiday that is all about eating together, we don't even have a chance to eat because we are so busy preparing for everyone else. But this season, Jesus offers us, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. That rest is what true respect and gratitude for this Imago Day permits to us. It's a practice of thankfulness, of gratitude to God, gratitude to others, and to God's image and power that is deeply in each of us, that shapes us to live a healthy and a full life that God has envisioned. See, this is the mindset of thankfulness that it isn't just for when we can tangibly see and feel and touch the things that we have to be thankful for. Because being thankful helps us to then experience even more thankfulness. I read a really amazing quote that says, gratitude unlocks the fullness of life. It turns what we have into enough and more. It turns denial into acceptance, chaos into order, confusion into clarity. It can turn a meal into a feast, a house into a home, and a stranger into a friend. Gratitude makes sense of our past, brings peace for today, and creates a new vision for tomorrow. Cultivating this spirit of gratitude helps us to seek out and to experience the good things even when they are so hard to find. And I know that thankfulness is hard to find right now. And knowing that and knowing all of you, I do want to say this. That the hand that you have been dealt has been difficult, it has been straining, it has been frustrating. And this year is not what any of us could have anticipated. But you're doing a good job. You've brought your best into your relationships, into your work, and into this church. Have you messed up a few times? Yeah, probably. Have you felt down? Have you felt wounded? Probably that too. But through it all, you have been so faithful. And I and we are grateful. So this week and this season, I would invite you to experience a profound spiritual thankfulness. Time to detoxify from all the toxic things that are in our world right now and to focus on the goodness of God and the blessing that he has given us through himself and through others. In conclusion, I found a really, really wonderful Thanksgiving prayer. I hope that it reminds us that, that for those of us who have, others have not. 
And in our giving of thanks and gratitude, let's try and reach out to those who are vulnerable this season. Pray that God would provide for them all that they need, even as he has provided for you and for me. And finally, let's let gratitude become a habit that stirs us to a greater realization of God's love and God's power in our own lives. Let me read this prayer to you. Oh, Heavenly Father, we thank thee for food and remember the hungry. We thank thee for health and remember the sick. We thank thee for friends and remember the friendless. We thank thee for freedom and remember the enslaved. May these remembrances stir us to service that thy gifts to us may be used for others. Amen. Thanks, everyone. I love you. And in response, Josue is going to sing a really fitting song for this season. Thank you, Jesus. So I would invite you to take this moment and truly thank him for all of the amazing things that he is doing and has done in your life. Maybe take this opportunity to text someone who who you love, who's been especially impactful in this year, and say thank you. Or maybe God is leading you to text someone who you know to give them some love, to encourage them So as Josue sings, just open your minds, open your hearts, invite Jesus to come into wherever you find yourself. Well, let's praise the Lord together. <laughs>